coming to you live from Parkview Studios. We're in the garage. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together to just catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi. With me, as always, is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. You don't have COVID. No, no you COVID. You feel much better. I feel much better. I'm still getting a cough every night. Huh. Don't know why. Oh, I don't know. Only happens at night. You know what it is? It's your moldy air conditioning. That's what I think. Well, there we go. We solved it. I think it's killing me. Well, I don't think it's killing you, but it might be scratching your throat. I think it's killing me. You got to clean that periodically. Those window units get funky, man. I'll just die. <laughs> we it's cleaned fine. it. We cleaned it together, and it was gross. It was really gross. It's a shame that they get that dirty. Black. But I think it's fine. Just breathe in that air. So I think over the course of the last week, so we talked obviously, as we talk every week, we're almost 40 episodes into this podcast. 34 episodes today. That's amazing. Um, But we've talked throughout the week. I know there were things that you wanted to talk about today. There are things that we said that we would talk about today. Um, I'm excited to talk today. We had, you know, a nice 4th of July party together yesterday. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We lit off some fireworks, the cheap ones you get from the grocery store. They didn't really go very high. I was a little bummed about that. It's such a tease, those fireworks. They're like loud and bright, but they kind of just happen right in front of your face instead (laughs) of like up in the sky. Yeah. So it's like not that fun. No. It's like almost. The The best part was the sparklers and the camera that had the long exposure so you could do fun things with it. Yeah, it was cool that you guys were figuring that out. Yeah. Um, we went out in canoes. Yep, found, a, found an we island. We went to canoe ride, so it was cool. The baby freaked out. Not because we took the baby on a canoe. Baby just wanted mom. Well, mom was on the canoe, and dad is not good enough. You know, that's what sucks about being the dad. Like, you're just <laughs> never going to be mom. No. I mean, it makes sense, but you're just never going to be mom. Yeah. As long as the, that milk is coming out of mom. You're always just dad. Just playing dad. second fiddle. And he's very little you could actually until <laughs> Until your daughter's like a teenager and then hates. And clashing with mom. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> well, love dad. Like, dad's great. <laughs> I hope, I hope I get, I hope we get that far. Yeah, you will. Of course you will. Um, but you also said that you had you had music you wanted to discuss. Oh, you know what? I did. Um, I said last week how I kind of stopped listening to music because yes. I found podcasts. And I kind of... I was, last week I kind of ran through all my podcasts and I just wasn't interested in some of them. And I was like, yeah. Kind of like podcast it out. I'm going to listen to music. But I didn't know what I wanted to listen to. But Tyler the Creator just dropped a new album. Now, I'm a, I was a huge Tyler the Creator fan. Big Odd Future fan. Um, listened to everything they did. I, whether it was Frank Ocean or Domo Genesis, Haji Beats, Tyler the Creator. Whoever it was, I listened to their album. And... 
Tyler, and this is back when I was like in high school, but when Tyler the Creator came out with Cherry Bomb, it's kind of when I started to lose interest. Cherry Bomb wasn't that good. It just kind of felt like, I don't know, like it just wasn't up to snuff, you know? And then after that was uh, the Flower Boy. And that was, that was good. It was like different because Cherry Bomb was like wasn't different at all. And then that was Flower Boy was different. And then came Igor. And I didn't like Igor. Because Igor I was. I like, liked a song or two of Igor. I can't remember. You probably did because it was. I, I did too. And I appreciated what he was going for because it was so it was so different. And it was like. Say what you want about Tyler the Creator, but that dude is. I think he's very gifted. He's very talented. And he, he knows what he's doing with music. And I think this album, Call Me If You Get Lost, is phenomenal. Like, I think it, it is him piecing it all together. Yeah. Like, talk about growth as an artist. Like, to from where he started, like, to now. I mean, it's two different musicians. And it's interesting because a lot of the songs and, like, a lot of the album, the theme of, like, money, cars, houses, things like that come into play, which, like, a lot of rappers talk about. But Tyler does it in a different way, right? Like, rappers today just immediately come out and they're just rapping about their money and their cars. But it's like, who cares? Well, when Tyler does it, it's a little different because it's like, you know, like, he worked for all of this. Like, we got to watch this progression and now he's like, no, look, I did it. Like, everything everyone said, like, that I couldn't do, I did. So it's just like an interest. he's got, like, an interesting take on it. And he has a song where he talks about, um... Like, uh, police brutality and Black Lives Matter, and again, just like an interesting take on it. Just like, just a really good album. Like, puts together everything from his career. Like, the, the, the piecing together of the songs, the music, the vocals, his lyricism. It's just, it's really good. I highly suggest it. Um, it's a great album. And I was pretty surprised because I haven't listened to music in forever, so. I was pleasantly surprised. So you're recommending it? Yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I'm gonna have to check it out. Now it's not it's it's still not for everybody. Like Tyler the Creator's still not like I don't think anyone could just throw him on in the car and be like, Oh, this is great. But if you're interested in that type of music, uh give it a shot. I think I think you'll like it. Well, I'll let you know when I listen to it what I think. Yeah, you should you should definitely do it. I've been into music recently too. I've been listening to Modest Mouse, and I can't believe how old a lot of that music is now. Like, 30 years old, 25 years old. Some of it's crazy. And then, uh, a lot of Cats. A lot of songs from the musical Cats. Why? Uh, (laughs) I played a video for Rosie to, to like, show her Cats, because I figured, like, Children are really the only people that that musical is targeted for. And by children, I mean, like, children, things that don't have cognitive function, really. So, like, infants, I feel like that's the only people that will actually enjoy cats. So I was kind of doing a test to, like, see if she would enjoy it. She liked it? She she seemed like it. She was watching it and smiling. But, like, in, like, a scared kind of smile. Like, like, what? Now, what cats did you show? Like, old cats or, like, the new cats? Well, the new cats, like, doesn't even count. Like who's 
no one includes the 2019 digital musical movie when they talk about cats. So that was an abomin- abomination. The original stage show clip from like 1984, 87 or something. Are you gonna show her your cats? Maybe someday if I can find the DVD. But I I was playing for um, Magical Mr. Mustopheles. Oh, well, there never was there ever a cat so clever as Magical Mr. Mustopheles. Which made me want a cat just to name it Mr. Mustopheles. Because I do think that's a great name for a cat. Like, And I think cats is now old enough and like out of people's consciousness enough. Where if they came over to your house and you had a cat and you're like, that's my cat. Mr. Mistopheles, they wouldn't know it was from cats, and they they'd just like, oh, why would you yeah. name it that? That's a weird name for a cat, but I think it's a great name. <coughs> and then I'd be like, no, it's the magical Mr. Mistopheles. That's his, that's his full name. Uh, are you going to get a cat? Maybe. You should get a cat. <laughs> you recommend cats. I, I like want a Maine, coon, a Maine Coon cat. We had I was looking, yesterday I was looking into... Maine, a Maine Coon cat. That's who? really awesome. Well, I don't want to name him on there. Give me a letter. No. Do I know they were there? Yes, yeah. Well, it's one of two people. <laughs> but they do. They have a really cool name you can get. That's sick. <laughs> Me and Amanda were looking into, like, big cats. Because, like, I love my two cats. But then I was like, the only thing I don't like about my cats is, like, I kind of want a giant cat. Because <laughs> my cats are a little small. Well, Jersey's big. He's big fatty. But... I was looking into, like, what's the biggest cat I could get? Well, you can get Savannah cats. Yeah. But I... I you remember I had lived in an apartment where there was a person in the apartment complex that had two Savannah cats. Yeah. And I saw them one day. I didn't even know what they were a thing. And I saw them walking the scary little bit. Were you like on a leash. <clears throat> I was like, what? <laughs> Are you allowed to have those? And they were big ones. Because, like, you can get them now in all different yeah. sizes, but, like, they're kind of a new thing, I guess. I kind of want a cat to weigh, like, 60 pounds. Yeah, like, these things. That's crazy. But the main Coons, and they, they, they and get I want the, them to they get act. A, they get pretty big. They're, like, 30 or so. Pounds. And I want them to act like a cat. <laughs> I just want it to be a giant cat that just sleeps all day. And the main Coon is an awesome breed just because it's, like, it's the only American breed of cat. It's pretty much the the biggest domestic cat you could really get. That's going to be very personable and friendly. And they, the Savannah cats, I thumbs, feel like, uh, unlike most cats, I think they have like a tendency. They get a little aggressive. Which ones? Savannah cats. Yeah. Well, they're almost they're <coughs> almost wild cats. Yeah. But now you should get a huge cat. That'd be sick. <laughs> I probably won't. But if I did, they would be named Mister Mistopheles. <laughs> And I get a second one, and I name it Skimbleshanks. I was like, do you really love Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Cats? I think ironically. But at that point, is it ironic? I guess No, not. at that point, you just really like it. <laughs> but I, d- I swear I don't. I do. What was the name of your character? I was uh, uh, Tantamile. But that wasn't really... In the, in the actual show... Also a good name. Yeah, well, all the cats in that are pre- named pretty cool things. But... Are they named after, like, real things? I or think they just some made of the up? cats were actually Andrew Lloyd Webber's cats. But he was just hammered on drugs. I always say, when I talk about cats, the only reason why that musical exists is because Andrew Lloyd Webber 
wrote the song Memories and wanted to use it, and was also high on drugs while cats were near him. That's how those two. That's how that musical comes to be. Hey, this song's pretty good. Memories all alone. Mr. Mistopheles. Monkestrap. Skimbleshanks. Skimbleshanks is good. Jenny Any Dots. McCavity. Rum Tum Tugger. The Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. Grizabella. Grizabella. Well, that's the main cat who sings uh, Memories. She's Memories the, all alone. She's that one. Uh, the Jellicle Cats, but those are just like all the, the cats, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Bustopher Jones. Bustopher Jones and White Spats. See, you have to get a cat that has white paws, and then you name it Bustopher Jones. You know what? I gotta be honest. I've never seen cats. <laughs> I have no idea what it's about. It's about cats, dude. I don't it's get it. It's pretty simple. I don't get it, though. No one does. And if they tell you they do, they're lying. Like It makes no sense. They're all, like, stray cats, right? Like, they're not, like, people's pet cats. Because well, they live out, like, in the streets. Mo- a lot of them are stray cats, but some are not stray cats. They all have backstories. And then you, the whole play is just... It's just them singing songs about different ones. Yes. But they're all competing to be, like, the cat that's going to be selected... Selected re- by who? Like, essentially the cat gods to be reborn. They're trying to get to, like, their next life. You know, like, how cats have nine lives? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they the, don't. They have one life. The Jellicle Ball. I can't believe we're, like, having a deep dive on cats right now. <laughs> the Jellicle Ball is, like, their end goal. Like, they want to get to the Jellicle Ball. It's a big celebration where all the cats get there. In reality, I believe... This is all disinformation about Andrew Lloyd Webber. I don't think they're going to sue us. I believe Andrew Lloyd Webber, this is the way he tells the story. <coughs> he was writing, and outside his window, where, like, you ever see where cats... It used to happen in front of our house, and all when we lived in Brick. Yeah. Where all the cats would, every once in a while, group. Cats are weird. Like, when they're out, house cats or wild cats, regardless, they gather together in different spots sequentially all the time and they still go to the same places so i think outside of andrew led weber's like apartment was a gaggle well, of cats that would meet and make noise and you know what's fight. weird like in our where we live right now everyone has a cat and everyone's cat is pretty much an outdoor cat and they're just always hanging out yeah everyone's cats are just like kind of hanging out so in andrew Lloyd weber's head he made up this whole story of like okay all the cats meet and they meet so that one of them could be selected what are they what are they talking about and then he gives everyone a backstory so like skimble shanks the railway cat the cat of the railway train the whole song is about how skimble shanks is like lives at the rail yard And then it's Bustopher Jones and White Spats, but he lives in a really fancy like apartment building. He gets fed all the high twitty stuff, so he's that's why he has White Spats, and he has like a little tuxedo on. He's you know because he lives at the fancy this apartment. Is, is this real? <laughs> yes. I thought you're making this no. up. No. And then there's like the Rum Tum Tugger is a curious beast. He's like the rock and roll cat. He's like Elvis. He's super cool. He like he's the cat that like bangs all the other ki- the girl cats. <laughs> What? Yeah, swear to God. 
And then, at the end, Grizabella... See, they're going to select a cat. Grizabella's the rejected cat. She was... I believe Grizabella's backstory, she was a house cat that was then kicked out and rejected. And then she's really old and all beat up and her fur's gross and her ear's torn. And none of the other cats like her. And then she sings memories about the time when she was a loved cat. Dude, what And then the she gets selected to be reborn. Because she deserves it, I guess. And then she goes... Now, in the movie, they add a whole, like, villain and all sorts of stuff to it, so I don't know. I don't think it needs a villain. No. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I don't think it, sh- it shouldn't it exist. Should exist. <laughs> what the hell? And none of the songs are very good. Like, the songs are catchy. Some of the songs are really good. But, like, in the worst way, like, I can't stop singing that song, and it's gibberish, and I don't like it. Like, I'm not a big musical guy. But like, Memories I'm not gonna, is fantastic. I'm not going to pretend, memory. like... I know anything about musicals. I don't know anything about musicals. I know this. I know about Cats. I was in Cats. I know Rent. <laughs> and like Rent's really good. Like I, enjoy, I enjoy Rent. I enjoy that music. I enjoy that story. You know, it's like people dealing with with like real problems of the was it the nineties? That's 80s, so overrated. 90s? Though. Like, who really wants to watch? People who wants to watch Cats? Sometimes and you want to like just cats. watch Cats and see what the cat stories are. That's a wild play. And listen play. to cat songs. That is a wild play. Jellicle song for Jellicle cats. 15 Jellicle song for Jellicle cats. Yeah, right? Jellicle songs for I think you kind of have to cats. watch it now, though. I think we all should watch it. Where did you it. find it? Like YouTube? You could get most of the play on YouTube, yeah. All different runs of it, too. Like You can get the original, you can get the Broadway, you can get the London, you can go all over the place. Is there speaking in cats, or is it just song after song? Very little. Not almost none. It's just songs. Yeah, pretty much. It's my least favorite type of play. There's some, maybe like, I like the musicals that are like, a good amount of dialogue, that get us to the songs. There's probably like a dozen spoken lines in the whole play. Ugh, <laughs> it's a big turnoff for me. Most of it's just singing about cats, <laughs> and watching grown people dressed as cats do really erotic dances. And you're like, like to the point where it's uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it's a children's play because like no real person likes it. You said it. at the end of the day. Oh, put it in the jar. Oh my gosh, every episode. But the musical itself is very kid oriented. But then the the leotard cats are grinding on each other. The only thing I remember <laughs> from it when you did the play was you going like this. <laughs> and I didn't like that. Now this is a podcast, so no one just saw what I did. But I made a very erotic face, and then used my hand to like kind of claw at the crowd. You know, like a very playful. So like, we were supposed to do, and it was very uncomfortable to watch your brother dressed in a leotard <laughs> do that. I wasn't even in a leotard. I think it was just a like, sweatband. I was like, man, this guy quit baseball to do this. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Cats was good. So I wanted to talk, well, I didn't want to talk, but we could talk about magic, because we said we'd talk about magic. I think we should just talk about Cats more. (laughs) (laughs) How much long? I was trying to see how long we can talk about Cats. I really don't have much left. All right, well, we can get off Cats. Did you hear that? It's got to be your dog. This is... Someone at the door. Maybe a cat. (laughs) Could be a cat. Mr. Mistopheles! (laughs) Oh my god. Um, so... Oh wait, yeah. before we get off Cats. Yes. Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. He's the one who wrote it? Yes. 
Didn't he also write Phantom of the Opera? He wrote a bunch of plays and musicals. Like, Phantom of the... I've never seen Phantom of the Opera either, but, like, that gets talked about as, like, one of the classics. Most of his plays are considered... Cats isn't a classic, is it? Yeah, everyone loves Cats. Wow. I think Cats is, like, the number one selling musical of all time. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way. And it, like, has one of the longest runs of all time. Like, consecutive runs of all no time. No way. It's really one of the most influential and popular musicals, at least in the last 50 years, which is why it's crazy. It's crazy musical. Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of looks like a cat. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> He's alive. Yeah, but dude. He's still writing music. Huh. Avita. He wrote Avita. I know that. He wrote Jesus Christ Superstar too. <laughs> what the hell? And Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat? <laughs> and School of Rock? What? <laughs> Who is this man? Yeah, dude. Andrew Led Rubber. Always doing it. Yo, this dude's probably got so much money. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. How much money do you think Andrew Lloyd Webber has? Tons. Guess his net worth. And then we can stop talking about Andrew Lloyd Webber and cats. $700 million? Well, that's a huge number. I think it's that much. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even close! <laughs> <laughs> 1.2... Billion dollars. No way. Because he wrote fucking cats. If you're a prolific music writer, and not, I'm telling you, none of the songs are that good. Memories is great, though. But that's the thing. He was like, Memories, now I gotta put a whole play around this. Do you think that's how it cats. happens? Yeah. Like, he just like wrote a song. He's like, damn, that's a good song. Probably should, probably should write a musical around that. And then it was like, Cats. And then, like, so he wrote the, like, one of the weirdest most strange concepts around a traditionally normal broadway show tune and then put all these cat songs around it <laughs> wow and it, it was a hit everyone wanted it but See, it's really i'm just this, telling you it's really just for memories this memories. is why you tune into this podcast exactly who else is giving you this kind of information no android weber is one point you're welcome billion dollars. you're welcome that's crazy so if you're at home listening, stop listening, get out a notebook, write a play. <laughs> a musical hit too. Or 30, and they all have to be hits. <laughs> and you'll be a billionaire as well. Wow. But see, this is where I get into, like, I start asking questions like... Did someone pick... Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. Because I come at it, I come at it from an artist's perspective. I do, I try to for most things. When I listen to music, a lot of the times, I always say like, you know, I like the Mountain Goats. John yeah. Darnielle is a prolific yeah. songwriter, but not every one of John Darnielle's songs <coughs> are any good. Yeah, some of them are really good. It's so hard to write one thing that's that good. that's really good. And you're better you're, when you're someone like John Darnielle. You have more chances to do it. Because you're someone who's able to just write and write and write. So even if you're writing very similar things over and over and over again, you're 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 perfecting your technique. It's yes. good practice. But most people are not like that. Most people, especially people who are going to produce the great work, are not people who are going to produce thirty great works. Yeah. 
They're going to produce one great work. One great you work. Really, most people only have one good thing. and Most people have none. So, like, if I put out... I think about it for me. Like, I, what... If I put out anything great... No. The answer is no. Like, I don't think I've put out anything great. Maybe a few episodes of this podcast. And I never will. <laughs> but, like, how, how rare is someone like Andrew Lloyd Webber who's, like, just pumping out great. classic... Broadway well, that's what... Okay. Cats wasn't even his first. No, it wasn't five. His it wasn't even no. his first five. He was like, Cats he was, was look at all that these after it was already well established. He's like, look at all these hits I'm gonna put out before I put out the biggest hit. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, like the Beatles too, or really like any like the Beatles, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Like. The Rolling Stones. Yeah, like just an impeccable talent that they're like able to keep putting out good shit yes which i think is the hardest thing to do in music and we can kind of tie this all the way back to me talking about tyler crater's album is like how many artists can put out one really good album not many how many of them put out that one really good album then follow it up with an even better album not many it's fucking hard and people expect that yeah like, people expect their favorite artists to just always put out good stuff. And most artists don't. I have a tattoo on okay. my thigh from one of my favorite bands. And that favorite band, I've listened to every album since their first album. But their first album is still my favorite album. Just It just, I think, has a lot to do with, like, where you are in life, too, at the time when you first hear it. But still, like, look at, oh, here's the great, all right, Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. Let's write one of the greatest albums ever made, and stop. Well, they that was their second album. They have an album before that. Yeah. You put out one album, you practice, and you go, this is pretty good. Then you put out a piece of, of work that is that is great. Never make another piece of music again. Hmm. It's something to be said for it, and it just makes me like think about how people like John Favreau are in, always in control of the franchises, you know. Like, well, yeah, like why like, is what he, are the odds that why, he's going to always put out good? Why things? does he get to do Star Wars? Yeah, it's just expected that John yeah. that these people are. It's not that he's not good. It's just what? What are you looking at? I thought I saw someone move past the window. Hold on, we gotta pause this. Hello, all you catch up listeners out there thank you for being part of the catch up crew this is sal i just wanted to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to another episode of our podcast this is the time in our episode where i tell you how much i appreciate you but also where i ask you to please share and like our podcast on any platform you might be listening it on the only way we will grow is with your help and the only reason why we want to grow is so that we can change more hearts and minds and our cult can grow even larger and soon we can take over the whole world when everyone will be a member of the ketchup crew. <laughs> now back to the podcast. So we looked it up. I was right on the count that Cats is one of the biggest musicals of all time. It definitely is the longest running. Still, to this day, right? Nothing surpassed it. That I don't know. I didn't look up longest running. Okay. It did say when we did look it up that it It was the longest running. It was the longest running. And did you look up the commercial for Cats? 
Yeah, I remember seeing it as that a kid. Commercial is... like, as a kid, I remember playing nonstop. Everyone's like, I love cats. <laughs> so why? Yeah. Um, when they jump into the audience, that's so Ugh. creepy. $1.3 billion is what we could find it making in the But US. then we looked at like another thing and it said $3.5 billion worldwide. worldwide, which is the number fourth grossing musical of all time. It's crazy. Only behind Phantom of the Opera, Mamma Mia, and The Lion King. <laughs> the Lion King almost feels like cheating. And because the reason why that's popular is all the Disney. Uh, I can't... Uh, oh, I was about to say, I can't believe they never made an animated version of Cats. Well, they just did. They just did, and it was awful. Yep. They, they bastardized the whole thing, I guess. I mean, it's hard to bastardize Cats because it's, it's like, kind of it already, already is a bastardization of a musical. But they somehow managed it. <laughs> um, so that's, I guess, Broadway. We do it all here on the Brothers Ketchup. So what do you think is, when it comes to paranormal oh, and God. magic, yeah. and I kind of want to see, like, have you ever seen real magic or real unexplainable phenomena? And what is real magic? Like, sometimes, like, what doesn't count, but what almost should count are things like what Apollo Robbins does. That kind of... That's probably the closest thing to, like, real magic. That's, like, real magic to me, but it's not. It's just the, That's just It's just a skill, skill that is so honed in and perfected, it looks like magic. Yeah. That's just physical ability. But I think that's... Maybe that's what magic is, though, right? Like, it's maybe like magic is just, like, hard work. Superhuman ability. No, work. it's not superhuman, it's just hard work. Like, right, you know what another thing is that's just, like, hard work that I think is magic? Uh, Ozzy Smith. Mm-hmm. Is it Ozzy Smith? Who does backflips? No. Who's, like, the incredible fielder? Yeah. Was Ozzy Smith? Mm-hmm. You ever seen him, like, play catch? No. Like, the ball, like, almost never touches his mitt. It goes from, like, the ball's heading towards his mitt, and then it's in his hand. And the transfer is so quick and fast, it doesn't look like it's a transfer at all. That's magic to me. But like again, that's just like a skill that is just so refined. It's like, so, I don't know. Paranormal magic or something like that? No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think I've ever been exposed. I've seen tricks of like... Magicians that I can't explain, and then there's you can get into the David Blaine stuff where he's impaling himself or freezing himself in a block of ice or not eating for six months or whatever it is that he's doing. Yeah, that's pushing that boundary between just ability and super ability. Yeah, you know, sometimes jumping right over the boundary. Well, like I, I really do believe that our brains are incredibly powerful and are capable of so much. So if you are the type of person like David Blaine, like David Blaine's a psychopath, and if he has the ability to force his mind to kind of take him into that next level, I think it's possible. But then I also start flirting with the idea of like, okay, what if there is like real like kind of like blood magic? 
Well, that's... And David Blaine has just like kind of sold his soul to be able to do certain things. <laughs> right? I mean, it's fun to think about. But that's where I kind of want to bring this, because magic to me is such a poor term. Because it doesn't really describe what it seeks to describe, and it leaves out things that it may seek to describe. We say magic, but it encompasses everything from, like, good showmanship is what a magician really is. Most magicians aren't doing anything close to being magical. They're doing simple tricks, but it's showmanship and skill. You know the show uh, Fool Us with Penn and Teller? Yeah. Have you ever seen Shin Lim's performance on that show? I may have. He's, I think I know what you're talking about. With the smoke, and he like eats the card. Mm-hmm. That's yes. magic. Like that's real magic. Like I, there's, I you can't spot a move on that guy. Like it's just, it's like that's just magic. But magic also describes like Harry Potter wizards, you know. Now that's the type of magic that I'm like. Like, I think that, like, witches and stuff. Witches. Okay. Amanda loves the, the Netflix show, Sabrina. Okay. The, the, what's it called? The Teenage Witch, but no. the adult version? No, not Sabrina. It's, it has, a, like, the horrific tales of Sabrina, right? Like, it's, it is, it's a really cool show. I love the concept of it. Because they can pull, they get to pull like biblical characters and characters from different mythos. So it's really cool, but I think they just do a terrible job and I think all the actors suck and the writing's awful. But, love the idea of the show. I tend to think that's probably more real. Like that there are like witches that like practice witchcraft, like spells. Yeah. I think like like the Salem witch trials back in the day like were they real witches? Probably not. No. But maybe. <laughs> I think that there is a lot of untapped potential in human ability that we classify as magic a lot of the time. And when it comes to things like I always go to remote viewing because I think it's something What's remote viewing? It's when you have... Like astral projection? Kind of, but astral projection is when you're projecting your consciousness, and remote viewing is when you're viewing locations through your third eye from a remote location. So, like, slight differences. But that those types of things, like those ideas, using your consciousness to achieve higher cognitive psychic yeah. power... I think is probably something that may be available to us. Well, that's what I think with... Yeah. um, I feel like I've talked about her a lot on this podcast. Teresa Caputo, man. I know you do like her. Like, I think she taps into a different level of consciousness. And that's what allows her to kind of see this, this other plane of existence where she actually has contact with spirits. Just like the sixth sense. Yeah, kind of. But if we're talking about just magic in general that we think might exist in the world today, I think those types of things must count. And then 
I think at some point there are a lot of people who fake it. There are a lot of people who probably try Most to do fake. it. Ninety to eight percent are fake and have some ability to do it, but don't understand what they're doing or what that ability is or that it's even at all remarkable. And then there are just a very very few who are actively honing that ability and can do it. And there are probably some that have been swooped up by agencies and governments and corporations or whatever and been put to use in the most extreme circumstances, if it exists at all. Right? If you're, the, if you're the best psychic who actually has the psychic ability... Right, like, wouldn't you not be... The first thing that would happen was the government would kidnap you. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, this guy... <laughs> They might pay you or something. Maybe you get a good deal. But, like, you're definitely not just walking around. Although, The X-Files, one of the best episodes of The X-Files is um, the episode with the dad from Everyone Loves Raymond. And he is a telepath who can see the last moment people, like, die or whatever. And he wants to help solve this murder. And Mulder, who usually obviously believes all of the conspiracy theory is faced with this man who wants to help, but he's very skeptical of psychic crime scene investigators. He thinks they're all frauds. So he thinks this guy is a fraud, but this guy's legit. He's and legit, even though yeah. Mulder is... So I think that... I think that's kind of like what these people have to do. Like, even if you're the best one, like... It's kind of like... How, who believes you? It's kind of like getting abducted by aliens, right? Like... Yeah. <laughs> It's like the worst. Like, would you even want to be a psychic? No. Because no one's going to believe that you, you're a psychic. Everyone's going to think you're making and it the up. the burden. It's a if terrible, you're the only person burden. who could read minds. Or imagine if you were the only person who could, like... Well, I think about Avatar the, Ass, the Last Airbender. How cool it would be to be, like, an airbender, a firebender, a waterbender. Yeah. Um, but imagine if you were the only person who could do any of that. First, it's an incredibly powerful gift or ability, like, yeah. But then, like, that's... You don't want to be that weird. Look at this guy. Why is he shooting fire at me? Back before we had the internet and cell phones and Twitter and all that, when someone would be freakish, their only ability that they would have in their entire life would be to be that freaky person. Yeah. Like, literally, you grew a little facial hair and you were a woman, you'd have to be the bearded lady. <laughs> Do you think the internet has ruined that? Well, it's made it a commodity in different ways. So, like, you can operate in a world where... First of all, we're much more accepting of, like, different people now. So, like, everyone's a freak these days. So, like, there's less of a market for you to just be a freak and to be like, to market your, like, weirdness as your entire market. But because of the internet, you actually have different opportunities to commoditize your weirdness. So if you could find a way to do it, yeah. you would probably have an avenue or a lane. But you don't have to like travel with the circus anymore, which is good. Which is also a great episode of the X Files when they travel with circus. the freak show at the circus in like the nineties. It was pretty cool. It's like the lizard man. What? Like um, like I don't know the history of magic, but like. I would assume magicians go back, like, way back. Yeah, a long time. Right? So at some point, were there people 
that like what like what were the tricks that they were doing in the in the early days? Well, who knows, man? Like you can go back to ancient Greece and talk about like the oracles who would like see like if we go all right, if we go let's change it. Yeah. Say we go more like biblical. We talk about like prophets. Okay, yeah. What's the I mean well, Moses, like we're talking about Moses saw God in a burning bush. That's what I'm saying, right? Like, we're talking about people, like, dude. This bush just told me to... who saw had visions and yeah. like, hey, I spoke, I spoke to Gabriel. He said, um, "I'm gonna have a baby, and I'm a virgin." Okay, that's pretty magical. Yeah, all of the saints in the 14 and 1500s who saw. Okay, that that's a good one. That's a good one. In order to become a saint, you need to have miracles, right? Yeah. Miracles are kind of magic. In the modern church, though, miracles these days are like... Everything's weird. Oh, that was a miracle the one time that kid prayed and then he didn't have cancer anymore. And it's like, does anyone verify that? No. It's like, they gave him 18 months of chemotherapy. Like, but that was the prayer. <laughs> um, That's probably not 100% accurate or fair to the church, but there's a lot of things that you could be unfair. No, but back in the day... But yes, so like a lot of the classic saints you know and love, they, they had to have like miracles, right? Saint Therese, like these are people who supposedly were so pure and had vis- true visions and were able to, through their faith, accomplish and achieve miraculous things. Because that's what I was kind of saying before about the internet ruining things. It's like I think in order to Everyone, be yeah. one of these people. This is why your cord comes out, and then our podcast sounds like crap. Just, just leave the cord. Why you gotta play with it? Why are you wrapping around your your hand? Hey, child. You're not wrong. Okay. Anyway, like in order to be one of these people yes. who can can see more, achieve these different levels of existence, even take it back to like the David Blaine stuff, like people who just hone a skill. Or an Apollo Robbins, you hone a skill. Regardless of if it's that level, your brain has to, to achieve higher. You need to be so focused and dedicated to one thing. And I think the internet, besides just the internet, like all of all of society, internet, streaming, TV shows, movies, cell phones, there's distractions all over. And I think it's really hard to dedicate yourself to, like, one thing or to being just, like, pure of, of mind, you know? I don't think it, – I think it's just harder. If anything, though, the internet ruined the ability like – we always talk today about how misinformation people believe anything they say on the internet. But back then, you believed anything you heard. So – a lot of the reason why maybe some of these miracles are because it's all it's just word of mouth telephone yeah so I think and that, that could definitely be it I think the internet in a lot of ways eliminates that because you can kind of fact check or get information from closer to the primary source and all these things it kind of actually it's funny this actually uh, I have a novel idea uh-huh. that I'm like I want to eventually write it okay but it's very similar to like what we're kind of talking about yeah. Saints. No, not saints. Like, kind of like magical word of mouth stuff. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know what David Blaine and them, what those 
actual magicians. I've seen some street magic that's blown my mind. Like up close, like real street magic? No, on videos on YouTube. But, I'm, what I'm saying is I've seen some really impressive magic tricks. I saw Penn and Teller live. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it just makes me curious, like what... What is magic? Why, why don't we have... Why are we fascinated with magic? Why doesn't science study magic more? Like, let's get some magic... That's a good question. Let's get some magic understood. Let's understand magic. I, <laughs> guess, I guess the answer to that would probably just be like, there's no it's magic. not real. Like, <laughs> magic doesn't exist. Science would be like, well, then we'd explain it. It wouldn't be magic. Then why do we have a word for magic? Well, this is Like I said, it's a terrible word. It doesn't really describe what it seeks to describe. How can something be magically delicious? <laughs> what does that mean? It tastes so good that you disappear. <laughs> and then reappear after they drop a blanket. You ever see the, you know, the masked magician who used to expose all the oh, secrets? Love that guy. <laughs> love that show. <laughs> Do you think they really hated him, or was it all just a shtick? No, they probably hated him. Like, that's like a rule. Like, <laughs> I think it's like a real ma- magic rule. It's like, hey, don't tell everyone. But like, Penn and Teller, that's kind of what they do. What's the best magic movie of all time? The Prestige. The Prestige. Or Now You See Me. It's really close. <laughs> it's gotta be The Prestige. No, The Prestige is really cool. But, like, even, like, the prestige, right? Like, every great trick can just be explained. Yeah. By Nikola Tesla's... Imagine if Tesla actually developed, like, that kind of device. What are the implications of that device in that movie? Is it... Is he being cloned, or is he bringing I think he's versions of himself from different, from different dimensions, and then just drowning them? I mean, it's probably that, right? It's probably, like, different dimensions. But it could just be cloning. Like, cloning is a thing. We have cloning. And which one is getting drowned? Is it yo, it's Yo, it is wild that cloning is, like, controversial. That, like, people don't believe it's real. We've been cloning things since, like, the 70s. Well, who knows? But I definitely think it's real. Um, whether or not it's a good thing, I don't, I don't know. No, it's, uh, it's definitely not. <laughs> There's only supposed to be one of you. But you can understand why we might not know the extent of our ability to clone things. Correct. It's very useful to not allow the, hum- the public to be like, my favorite celebrity's been kidnapped and cloned. <laughs> and now they're teaching all different type of messages. <coughs> That would be crazy if that were real. What? That conspiracy theory. That is real. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would never... Like, I don't think that's that I would never definitively say something like that were real. Alright, fine. It's not definitively. I don't know. I don't have any proof. But... But come on, man. Clones. We have the technology. Do we? Yeah, yes, we have the technology. To clone people. We can bring back... We can bring back extinct animals. <laughs> They're opening up Jurassic Park next year. Of course we can clone. 
to what extent though? Like I don't know how good a clone they're making. Did you ever watch season one of Westworld? No. That show sucks. Season one was so good though. But that's the type of technology. If you ever watch it, that if we're real, I'm in. Put me in the Skyrim version of Westworld today. If you could live in any time period, knowing what you know now, so it's it's you in your form right now, and you're just getting dropped into a different time period, what time period would it be? And you don't have to stay in America. You can go anywhere. Well, I don't know. I would probably do the Old West because I like the Old West, but it's not like I... It's not like I have any knowledge or ability right now to survive or do anything significant in the Old West. I'd probably just die and be shot by someone. I'd catch some sickness that no one would know how to cure. Like, what good would it do me to be like, well, I know I have strep throat, but all I need is a Z-Pack. And then they'd be like, what's a Z-Pack? It's like, it's a medicine they give out in the future. They'd be like, can you... Can you make it? Give us any direction on how to... Nope. No. Zithromycin? Does that make sense to you? Like, no. Alright, I'm dead now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What about penicillin? Like, is it good enough that I just know the word penicillin? No. Can I tell, like, a scientist? You know, you know penicillin. Penicillin? Can you, (laughs) you know, make that into a medicine? (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? No. But I want the credit. So, like, in the future, everyone would know that I discovered penicillin and z packs <laughs> But all you did is just come up with their names. <laughs> you know, I told people that they could be medicine. Azithromycin. <laughs> it's going to be game-changing. Uh, yeah. All right, this was a wild episode. I'm talking a lot about cats. <laughs> Magic. I have a great name for this episode. Magic Cats. Mr. Mistopheles. The ma- magical Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> <laughs> Is that going to get flagged? Are you allowed to just name a podcast I think the, the name of a cat? I think cat? we're safe. Cats hasn't ran since 2000. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. Do you know how to spell Mistopheles? <laughs> it's good. It's, it's M. Yes, I will look it up. Okay. It's got like two F's and E's and yeah, there's a lot going on in yeah. it. Hi, Quinn. You let me touch you. He's been good. He's been in here like this whole second half. All right, make sure you stick around after the squirt. We got an after the squirt sports coming up for you, <laughs> and we'll uh, squirt you next time. Bye. <laughs>
I think we need to do a better job of not interrupting each other. Uh, ben Shapiro and Russell Brand put out this podcast where together they had a conversation. And when I tell you, like, that's the mark of intellectuals, which is the opposite of what we are. It's like two people who could disagree and be as opposed in their worldview as those two. Having the most respectful conversation where not one time did one person speak over the other person. Me and you are of, like, the exact same ideology. And we can't stop speaking over you each other. <laughs> so it made me, I was, like, watching that whole thing. I was like, this is great to listen to. I wish, but, I wish we said But, I mean, that's I, our thing. I also think that's a testament to just... Their brains work better than... Definitely my brain, but probably both of our brains. Yeah, probably. Like, I struggle to... I said this last week. Like, I struggle to get my thoughts from my head out of my mouth. Yeah. So, I have to speak over you or I'll just... I won't say anything because it, once it's gone, it's just gone. Yeah, it's gone forever. Whereas they can kind of sit back, think about it while the other person's talking and like remember points put together like, I can't do that. It's really worth watching that that video. It's crazy how good it is. Um, I'll check it out. It's funny because I would I would say that I don't really politically align with either of those two people, but I think... At this point in time, it's just the the divide is in between left and right. We've been saying this for so long. It's so much so that someone like Ben Shapiro and someone like Russell Brand, even though they're in favor of totally opposing political policies, they're really on the same side because they're two people who are engaged in it's the same reason honest discourse. It's the same reason why Tucker Carlson and Glenn Greenwald find themselves on the same side of a battle these days. It's like, because it's not politics. Like, you could be the most conservative person or the most progressive person. It has nothing to do with your ideas anymore. Platforms, policies, that shit doesn't matter. No. So, yeah, it was an interesting watch. Um, Do you want to do an after the squirt sports? Sure. All right, I'll just do the theme song. Let me just leave it. Ready? I forgot I was supposed to speak. This is After the Squirt Sports with Frankie and Sal. Welcome to After the Squirt Sports. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah? I, I forgot so. I was supposed to talk. I was trying to put my hair up in a bun. Now we're, this is a whole new show. This is After the Squirt Sports. <laughs> Um. All right, so let's go around the leagues. Uh, NBA, start there. Okay. The, uh, the finals are set. Bucks, Suns. Love it. Six people have watched up until this point. <laughs> Wait, has it started? I didn't know the finals actually started. Uh, no, I don't think they've played I don't the game think yet. Actually, I think their first game is today. Okay. I could be wrong, but I think it's today. Um, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Although, actual NBA fans are telling me this is a great finals. There's no... There's. That's not a thing, though. I think it's good for the sport, though. Like, I know we, you think it's bad, but when you give two franchises who haven't been to the finals and you put them in the finals, like, I think it's only good. Uh, maybe from, like, a mass viewership standpoint, but from those for those fan bases, it's great. It's bad because the NBA is such a brand-driven league, 
and so many of the premier brands of the league now are not in the finals. When you had the opportunity for so many of those brands to be in the finals, it just stinks for them. Like, if you're Adam Silver, you were looking at it at the start of the playoffs. Nets, Lakers? Am I getting Durant and LeBron? Like, all these players, and now none of them are. You're getting Devin Booker and Giannis. Have fun. But but here's the thing. The, The reason why I think it's bad is from the viewership perspective, because the NBA had been... The NBA is not... For as much as we talk about them, and we have we've had the discussion before about um, whether or not <coughs> their ratings, like how are they ahead of the MLB or not because of their streaming and their online. But in reality, they've had a rough two years and, since the start of COVID, and they've lost a lot of viewership. And you could say like, well, hey, those viewers are now online viewers, but I mean, you still want people watching your sport. And I said, I mean, I for the longest time with the NBA. I really hated the, um, like the super teams. Yeah, and how like every year the final you knew it was gonna be like Golden State and then whoever LeBron is playing for at the time. So I don't know. I do think this is good. Like it brings it back to more of like a sport. Yeah, that you don't know what's gonna happen. That's true. And I mean, you're right. It does give these two. Middle of nowhere franchises. Yeah, too. exactly. Not that people Phoenix in Milwaukee. People in Milwaukee deserve this. Yeah, right. Like, what do they get? They get the Brewers, and the Brewers have been good, but like they've they got good cheese and beer. <laughs> That's it. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about another professional sport. How about um? How about soccer? Uh, couldn't tell you anything about soccer. You're not I watching know... the Euros. No, but I know it's on on Twitter. Everyone was saying it's coming home, so it's coming to London or something like that. Because I think that's what coming home means. Like it comes to England. I don't know what it means either. All right. So well, there's no other professional sports to talk about. Uh, Training camp's about to start. For hockey. The I don't even know who won the finals. They're they're still playing. Oh, I think. Thought, they, thought that ended. It's the Canadiens versus the <laughs> Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays? <laughs> no, not the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, all right. That was hockey. Um, I'm getting very excited for football. Trading camp is about to start. We little, still haven't traded Xavier A little behind the scenes. Well, I guess it's not really behind the scenes. But come football season, uh, we think we are going to be doing a full-blown... Sports, sports. We're gonna be taking podcasts. after the squirt sports and turning into from its after own. the squirt and putting it in prime time. So you can listen in each week as we discuss all of the NFL, primarily and the Dolphins. But most, there'll be a NFL. lot of Dolphins talk, but obviously it will be just like general NFL talk. Uh, and then be probably fun. baseball, but depending on how the Yankees are. Uh, all right, so let's just say it. The Yankees There's season no, the is baseball over. Baseball season is over. It's probably one of the base baseball, one of the worst baseball seasons I can remember. And it's only July. But you know you're so going to still eighty you, more games. You know you're going to keep watching though. <laughs> of course, I'm going to keep watching. I love this sport. But at this, when it's like this though, it's so masochistic. This is you're watching why it. I'm jealous of Pirates fans, and like. Reds fans and just franchises that every year you know it's just going to be bad. 
because you can have so much fun with it. When I was a national, when I was in D.C. and watched the Nationals before they were good, everyone in the ballpark understood what was happening. No one had expectations of doing anything other than we're going out. It's like being a minor league baseball team, but it doesn't matter. I was gonna say it's kind of like going to the Blue Claws games. Well, I just care what kind of game I'm gonna see tonight. Sure, it's gonna be a bad game. I don't care who wins. (laughs) I just want to see like. Something fun happened Take on the field. Take me out to the ball I'm going to sing some songs. I'm going to get some nice food. <laughs> it's not like that when you're a Yankee fan and they're bad. No, it's like... It's like, I'm going to kill everyone! Yeah. <laughs> and it's a problem. Yeah. If you live in like a like a market that stinks, you just kind of accept it. I'm jealous of... Well, not really, because if you look to like the Dolphins, though, you're on the opposite side there. That doesn't really exist in football. Every football franchise expects to, to win the Super yeah. Bowl. In baseball, though, like you just have traditionally bad teams. <laughs> like the when the Pirates won for three years in a row and like made the playoffs, like that's what gets them excited. But they know that it's only a matter of time <laughs> before they're back the bottom of the garbage heap. <laughs> Exactly. And that's where they find themselves this year. And that's okay, because they're from Pittsburgh. Look at the, the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks had a historic run this year. They lost like 21 games in a row. <laughs> pretty, didn't they have a great win streak, too, this year, though? I don't think so. But they had a long winning streak, too. All right. So is that all the squirts we have to sport? Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to get into too much detail about the Yankees. Cause We're just bad. I'm We're miserable. Just bad. Trade everyone. Fire everyone. We know. What else did it sort of say? I can't believe... I can't... The, the Yankees are so bad that I don't even know the standings around the league. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't even, don't even care. I know we're last. <laughs> Who's leading... I know the NL standings. I don't know the don't AL know standings. I know the Giants well, are... I know the... Giants are leading out west, which is crazy. The fact that it's they Mike are... Talkman, man. No, it's not, but they're good. It's the Talkman effect. Nope, they were good before Talkman. Uh, the Mets are leading their division. The Giants are a weird franchise band. They, it's, they're like cyclically contenders. It's like two out of every seven years they're gonna be they're gonna be in the playoffs. They're gonna win it. Like they're the fact the that they're the, they're not just like better than expected. The Bochi dynasty is crazy, and it's they this are, is. They are the best team in the NL. Yeah. Well, no, the Cardinals. No, no, no. They're better than... They have the best record in the NL. Oh, right now. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, all time as a winning franchise. No, 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 no. No, the Cardinals are the best team. But you could probably make the argument that the Giants are the best. The Giants are right up there, though. The Dodgers, It would be tough to, like, the Dodgers. Yeah, I was going to say the But they were American... Well, it gets murky. No, I mean it's probably it's it's probably the Giants. Like the Reds have a great history, but not like that. Not like that, yeah. Although Cincinnati's a great baseball town. Exactly. But that's not the same thing. All right. Well, I'm done with sports. What about the Cubs? No. I know they have their giant curse, but <laughs> the Cubs are of a legacy of being terrible. Not terrible a lot of the time. Sometimes just tragically not good enough. Yeah. So and sometimes it's Terry better. Wood. <laughs> all right, all right. That's we're re- you. We're really depressed. Well, you know that's what happens when you have. Th- that's what baseball does to you, you. know, like in football, this is an abusive relationship. In football, like if your team, 
sucks and under. You're gonna have a bad Sunday. Yeah, the bad Sunday, but that's kind of it. But then you get. But by the time Wednesday rolls around, you're like, here's why we're gonna win on Sunday. Yeah, but in baseball, it's just like you're in a <laughs> 400 round fight with a boxer, and you're just taking blows <laughs> to the face, and you're just like, oh, there's no end in sight. <laughs> I just have to keep. Just getting eat embarrassed. Punches. Just eat punches. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. While everyone else in the in the arena watching you is just shitting on you. Making it even worse. Adding but, insult to injury. Hey, but maybe in the next 20-game stretch, they'll turn it around. We're so far All out right, let's of play. everything. We're like ha- 10 games out in July, dude. You can't make that up. Sometimes, well, no, you, you can make it up. Get, sometimes, yes. You can make it up. But those are the miraculous you have to stories. Jump. The difference is, yeah. is like you're not ten games back in second place, you're ten games back in fourth place. <laughs> so that means there's three teams you have to jump. So that's gonna be tough. You need to play better than three teams, and not just better. You have to play way better than three teams. Yeah. But let's say, okay, division's out of reach. You're ten and a half out. You're five and a half out of the second wild card. So you better get on it. So, right now, we're 42-41, and 41, 83 games into the season. By game 110, so that's like almost 30-ish games, right? Where do they need to be for there to be, like, <laughs> hope? you got to be, like, three or four games out. I'm saying, like, record-wise, though. Like, well, you're going to have to be... Somewhere between eight and twelve games over five hundred. Like you can't be like you like you need. They're playing themselves into a position where they're gonna have to go on some crazy type. You're like, gonna have to like go sixty. If you're sixty and, and fifty, <laughs> if you're sixty and fifty at the one ten mark, yeah, that's probably still not good enough. No. And look at this team. Well, how, it's how definitely the, not good enough if the goal is to be in first. It might be good enough if it's to be a contender. You'll probably put yourself back in the contender category. But right now, you're not You're not even close to contending for anything. Yeah, like we, like I was saying before, we're playing the Mar- Mariners for a three-game set starting tomorrow. The Mariners are five games better than we are. That's, a, that's substantial. Substantial. So going into the matchup, they're the better team. Yes. So you have to play better than them. I don't think we can play better than anybody. We, we look terrible every time we take the field. The Mets are the worst offense in baseball, and they put up like 8, 10, and then four runs against this. So I don't know. It's just over. <laughs> it's over in July. But football season training camp starts. Let's go Dolphins! I've been watching handball. Oh yeah? No, but I'm gonna start. Do you have you heard the uh the part of my take thing with handball? No. They think that if we just put our real athletes together for like a handball team, oh, we'd we would the, just win. Like yeah. we wouldn't have to practice. And then fans from other like countries who like, like handball. handball, they're like, that's so offensive, like no way. And they're, they're like no, like yes, like we we'll get Jay Cutler to <laughs> to be one of our players, and we'll just be the best. And like that's all it takes because our athletes are better than your athletes. 
That I mean, you just get a bunch of like fringe retired professional athletes. To, yeah. To play handball. Dude, get some MLB players to throw the ball like hundred miles an hour. They'd kill it in handball. Good night, everyone. Bye. See you next week.